Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Today we're discussing a summer camp that's unlike those most of us are familiar with. It's called Dream Big Career Camp, and it's designed to help disabled high school students expand career goals. It's a new program developed by the Starkloff Disability Institute, and here to tell us more, the Institute's founder and co-director, Colleen Starkloff, and Wade Rakes, Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer with the Centene Corporation. Thank you both so much for being with us. Thank, Thank you. you, Don. Colleen, great to see you again, and Wade, nice to make your acquaintance. You. Colleen, let's begin with kind of an overview of what this is all about and, and the need for such a camp? We are actually in a very great period of time in terms of disability rights history right now, Don. As you know, Max and I started out in the 70s trying to make the world a better place for disabled people. And one of the things we were working very hard for back then was the idea of people with disabilities getting jobs. What we realized was that without housing, without curb cuts without lifts on buses. People with disabilities didn't have cars, Mm -hmm. couldn't drive. Um, Without access to a good education or job training and and just without a positive attitude toward people who have a disability, the idea of disabled people entering the workforce in droves was low man on the totem pole. Mm -hmm. But all of the tremendous changes that have happened that have really begun to emancipate disabled people have really opened the door to greater opportunities. More and more young people are going to college, getting degrees, um, trade school, tech school. So there's, And then we have this whole economy that needs people to be in jobs. So we're better positioned now than we ever were before. But, um, and I'll let, I'll let Wade talk about the diversity and inclusion efforts in companies, and we also have federal laws that now encourage disability employment. But a lot of young teens don't know if anybody will hire them, teens with disabilities, don't know what companies are looking for, what job opportunities are out there. And a lot of them will study special ed or art or poetry or um, counseling or, or um, social service kind of jobs because that's the system they grew up in. Nothing wrong with those jobs if that's really your calling. But what if your future is in corporate America and what if you don't know it? So what is the camp going to do to uh, make them feel a little more comfortable about that decision? The Dream Big Summer Career Camps, we have two weeks of them right now, um, will we'll take young people with disabilities who are in high school to corporations in the St. Louis area, and they will meet those corporations. They'll be welcomed. They will be fed lunch and breakfast and lunch. They will have a tour. They will meet with people who work for those companies who say how great it is to be there. They'll learn what jobs they have and what they need to study in order to get those jobs. And they will be told by a chief diversity officer like Wade that if you if you want to come back here and network with us and do job shadowing, mentoring, if you want an internship here, here's what you need to do. Here's my card. We want you here. We welcome you. Wade, let's talk a little bit about what you feel the corporate responsibility is to to deal with these people, the students, not only the students, but but others who are already out uh, in the career world. Sure. Uh, It's a pleasure to be uh, with you and to be with Colleen, who is an important advisor to us uh, as chair of our National Disability Advisory Council. And Centene has been absolutely committed to ensuring that we have an inclusive workforce that builds on the talents of so many individuals. 
uh, that come from different backgrounds, that come from different experiences, uh, that ultimately help us serve our members uh, that are in uh, many states across uh, the country. And of course, here in, in Missouri, we have Home State Health, our subsidiary that serves individuals. We believe that our workforce needs to be reflective of the communities that we're in. Uh, so certainly we have uh, a number of individuals working in our corporate office and, and at our subsidiaries uh, here in the St. Louis area. And we've learned in working uh, with Colleen, advocates, and others uh, that people with disabilities uh, have both an interest, uh, a capacity, and frankly, because ours is an inclusive workforce, we've seen the ability for those individuals to really contribute to our success as a company uh, internally and externally as we serve our members. So this type of program is really an extension of our commitment uh, to serving communities and having an inclusive workplace uh, that really leverages all the strengths of the community. And what we're trying to do in partnering with the Starkloff Disability Institute and Dream Big is ensure that those people who have not heard uh, about our organization and about how we want uh, people to come and work in our organization, they hear that uh, and they can see inside our company uh, many individuals that have uh, contributed to improving uh, all of our outcomes for our members and, of course, uh, for the company at large. Do they bring something to the table that, that others who are not disabled don't bring? I, I think what you find is a great awareness. So as a company, we're, we're a healthcare enterprise serving millions of individuals. Mm -hmm. uh, some of those individuals are people living with disabilities, born with disabilities, acquired uh, disabilities who seek high-quality uh, health care, and that's part of what we do as an organization. So having individuals that have that personal lived experience uh, certainly is something that can have a positive impact on the lives of individuals that choose Centene and choose our uh, subsidiaries uh, as part of their uh, lives, really as part of their health care. So we think it's important to have a diverse population because our, our members are a diverse makeup of individuals. Colleen, same question to you. Uh, we've, we've seen it from the Centene perspective, but I know in the conversations we've had in the past that sometimes people who are disabled are looked upon as being different. There is a certain stigma, if I can use that word, attached to it. But what do they bring that is special to the table beyond Centene's uh, answer to that question? Uh, you know, I learned a lot from Max Starkloff, mm -hmm. my, hus my late husband, about the tenacity and the persistence and um, the drive that people with disabilities have. You know, living with a disability is not a cakewalk. I mean, we, we talk about emancipation and live your life and be a part of the community, and that's what we stand for. That's what we've always stood for and what we've fought for. But um, I really believe, and I'm not trying to be corny when I say this, but some of the strongest people I know are my friends with disabilities, not only here, but around this country and around the world. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 You, you, and I'm, and Max would never allow himself to be called a hero um, for what he did living with his disability. We really don't like to be referred to as heroes for living with disability. You have to play the hand you're dealt. But if you think about it, if you learn how to – let's take Max as an example because I think – I hope a lot of listeners will remember who he is. So a man with a high-level spinal cord injury uses a power wheelchair, cannot grasp with his fingers, can't pick things up, can't walk. Um, so he needed to have assistance with bathing, dressing, getting out of bed every day, figuring out how he was going to get to work. He was a husband, a father, and he was the leader of not only – two organizations, uh, 
the one that we started in St. Louis in the 1970s and now the Starkloff Disability Institute we started in 03. You, you take somebody like that who can't get bathed and dressed and out of bed every day, that's a problem solver, that's a manager, that's a supervisor. Somebody who has those kind of skills just to live with their disability can do a great job working for a company where you have to be able to think on your feet, you be creative, um, tenacious, persistent. Those are transferable skills, and, they're, and disabled people who are seeking success have those skills. Wade, is, is this something you might run across in the corporate world, that people with disabilities might be looked upon by fellow employees as being kind of the other and maybe being a little reluctant somehow to, to, to work with them? I think we all have to be committed to increasing awareness. So many people come without an awareness. They may not uh, have come across someone in their family or in their school experience before they've shown up in the workplace. Uh, and so people may respond as anyone would. Uh, and one of the things that we have uh, determined and been focused on at Centene is first providing an environment. Uh, so our policies uh, have been nationally reviewed to ensure uh, that we are the top uh, when it comes to providing policies to have an inclusive workplace for people with disabilities. We've been recognized by the Disability Equality Intex as a best place to work for people with disabilities. And so we ensure the policies are there uh, so our employees are aware of that, whether they're people with disabilities uh, or not. Uh, but I think anyone uh, has to ensure that we're providing an environment where every employee can be successful. Uh, and we bring together people, as I would say, as an organization that employs over 30,000 individuals, uh, and every individual is an individual. There are differences in a variety of different ways uh, that impact us. But, but a large percentage of our employees, really uh, larger than many companies, uh, are people who've identified uh, as having a, a disability. So we, we have, uh, with Colleen's help, uh, we've tried to create an environment that, frankly, uh, has seemed even more welcoming uh, to individuals. And we've seen more of our employees uh, self-identify. Uh, because as with uh, other uh, diverse communities, you have an automatic, you have to fill it out, it's, it's required. With, with both veterans and people with disabilities, they have to self-identify. They actually have to uh, come out, so to speak, in the workplace. And many times individuals won't do that. It may be yeah. because, as you said, the perception <clears throat> they think their employee, their colleague may have uh, that, oh, this person may um, not be able to do this or they may be treated differently. Uh, and what we've done is try to ensure that everyone knows that we treat everyone fairly at our organization. And we think that and we have the proof that uh, we have individuals that work that have a variety of disabilities, both in my, both in my own in department and across our enterprise, mm -hmm. that do absolutely exceptional work. So our goal is to create the policies and to work with uh, advocates and associates like Colleen to ensure that everyone out there that wants to uh, do what we do at Centene to make an impact in our communities knows that we're a place where they can be successful and that their employees will learn more about them and ultimately embrace them and work side by side to ensure that that's an opportunity that's available uh, in even more places. Colleen, Wade is talking about invisible disabilities, I guess, is a term that I really hadn't heard before. But, but what are some of those? PTSD, that kind of thing? Is that what we're talking about? PTSD, ADHD, like me. Mm -hmm. I have ADHD. Huh. Um, my, <clears throat> my husband had a more obvious disability, but uh, people with ADHD, learning disabilities, people with low vision, there are people who are legally blind that may wear very thick glasses, and you don't know 
that they're legally blind, but the right technology that enables them to use computer and read documents and send emails is the enhancement that enables those folks to be highly successful. You don't always know um, if somebody has a bit of a hearing loss because they're afraid to let anybody know. And so, you know, we, we try to empower people to speak up. And I just want to address for a second uh, what Wade was talking about in terms of people self-disclosing. Under the ADA, an employer can't ask a person if they have a disability or how their disability would affect their job. They can ask the person how they would do a job, especially if somebody has an obvious disability. But um, there's a a uh, Department of Labor Office of Federal Contract Compliance um, provision that requires companies like Centene that are federal contractors to include people with disabilities to the tune of 7% of their workforce. Well, you may already have people who have non-obvious or so-called hidden disabilities working for you who haven't felt comfortable coming forth and saying, I have a disability, so could I have this accommodation? But the OFCCP requirements, the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs uh, requirements that were not authorized until 2014, March of 2014, now makes it possible for companies to say, if you'd like to tell us you have a disability, we want to be welcoming. We want to make sure you have accommodations. And and they can offer them the opportunity to voluntarily self-disclose. But that gives companies a great opportunity to raise people with disabilities up in their workforce and let everybody know this we value these employees and we are an inclusive and diverse workforce. And obviously the way they are coming forth uh, with the disclosure at uh, Centene. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we've seen more and more individuals year in and year out. And a lot of that has to do with, with our companies uh, reinforcing our commitment uh, to be an employer uh, and seeking uh, the validation or recognition that we have through surveys that really nationally uh, rank the company. And, and we, we make sure our employees know that we're undertaking that work and modify uh, to ensure that we're really trying to be the best of the best. Uh, and I think that has helped create an environment uh, where people are attracted to us if they aren't already an employee or, or seek to stay with us and help us uh, if they are currently uh, one of my colleagues. All right. I have to take a break. We'll do that now and continue our conversation. We're talking about uh, the world of the disabled, if you will, but specifically we're talking about a camp that the Starkloff Disability Institute has started, uh, which is getting young people, high school students, if you will, uh, the opportunity to visit a number of corporations and learn about careers they might otherwise not have thought of were it not for this camp. Back in just a moment with Colleen Starkloff and Wade Rakes. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. And welcome back as we discuss a special camp for disabled high schoolers. Colleen, back to you. We've uh, enjoyed listening to Wade talk about uh, Centene, but Centene is not the only corporation that's involved in the the Dream Camp. Well, they're involved three times, but uh, yes, we have have a a growing number of major corporations in St. Louis that are helping us by getting involved in this. And that gives us more diverse job opportunities that we can expose these teenagers 
um, too, and I'll get to who we're looking for in a minute. But we have uh, companies like Monsanto and Express Scripts and Centene and uh, by state um, Development Agency and a company called Riot Games and Boeing involved just in the first week alone. Mm. <clears throat> and that week, we're looking for students who are going to be juniors and seniors in high school in the fall who are um, in the city or the county, doesn't matter, who have a disability. And it, it doesn't matter what the disability is. It just, ma- it just matters that they are college-bound, trade, or tech school-bound. This is not a supported employment camp. Um, but the, these in the second week, we are taking the students to Cortex. So, so the first week is for the students who are going to go to college, either two-year or four-year college. The second week, we're looking for trade or tech school-bound students because the companies we're going to are Cortex, which, you know, there's a lot of innovative um, oh, innovation incubators there, and they will see Centene and Boeing and um, hopefully Microsoft while they're there at Cortex. Um, we're taking them, let me see, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, to, they'll go, be going to Launch Code. They'll be going to Boeing again, but seeing their manufacturing plants, so the students who might want to build planes um, instead of design them um, will be there, and we'll be going to uh, the Centene Claims Center in Ferguson, the new claims center that Centene burnt. Uh, built out there is their commission, their commitment to rebuild mm-hmm. Ferguson. So, and then we're also going to St. Louis Community College um, Chef School for students mm-hmm. who want to be chefs. So that's the second week. Um, so we're still enrolling for these students. We have lots of room, and um, there's uh, students can go to our website www.starkloff.org, and I better spell that. S like in Sam, T like in Tom, A-R-K-L-O-F-F, as in Frank Frank, dot O-R-G. Or they can call us at 314-588-7090 to inquire about enrolling. We'll put all of that information on our website, by the way, so that uh, folks can track it down that way. If they're in the car now, probably not in a position to write down a telephone number. Uh, That was stlpublicradio.org. Wade, if you can, walk me through... When these students come to Centene, walk me through what you're going to do with them specifically. So first, we welcome them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as Colleen said, we're participating in a number of our sites in the, in the St. Louis region. So at our headquarters, uh, we, will, we will welcome them. Uh, we will um, introduce them to colleagues from various departments. Um, some of those are our colleagues uh, that have managed uh, employees with disabilities. Some are uh, employees that we have that that uh, have self-identified disabilities and are part of our of our workforce and have a variety of of duties at at the corporation there uh, in our in our headquarters. Uh, but as as Colleen also mentioned, we will um, also take them and expose them to our uh, service center uh, in Ferguson, where we have hundreds of colleagues that work uh, and support national. Uh, efforts uh, that we have for our health plans and other businesses in a service center environment. Some, some will see it much like a customer service uh, area, call center, and other, other activities that take place there. And, of course, we have our in- innovation and information technology operations at the Cortex. So our goal is to provide a, a high level of exposure to different types of opportunities for young people. I think many of us uh, can go back and say, you know, what, what did you want to do when you were 16 or 17? Mm-hmm. And our view at Centene is a company that needs just so much great talent to add to the colleagues we already have that we want to expose them 
not only the people doing the work, but different types of work in hopes that it, it engages something within them uh, at that young age that they're thinking about for an internship perspective during their summers, and then ultimately uh, after they complete a degree, whether it's an associate's, bachelor's, or other type of degree, or join us uh, straight out of high school. So there are lots of opportunities. We want to uh, let them know that, that there, there are many at, at the company, and that's why we're showing them three different uh, locations that do three different types of work. Uh, in the company. I'm going to invite listeners into the conversation. If they have questions about the, the camp or about the, the subject of disabilities, so we'll uh, take the calls at 382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Send an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org or send us a tweet at STL on air. Colleen, from how broad an area are you going to be drawing these students or inviting students to the camp? Well, I'd like to point mm-hmm. out that when we first uh, started working on this two years ago, we, be, we started a, in a partnership with the Special School District of St. Louis County, and they have been really great supporters of this idea because when I first started asking them about that, they said, oh, yeah, we're helping students transition from school to work. But what they were talking about is students who need supported employment. And I said, well, what are you doing for the college-bound, trade and tech school-bound? They said, oh, gosh, we could really – we could do more. So we said, I said, well, then let's go together and let's work on that. But we're not, we're not limiting ourselves only to the special school district because um, we, there's kids in the city and kids in the county, too, that really could benefit very much from this program. Sure. We just need to get the word out. Nobody really knows about it. Mm-hmm. So um, we're trying, I'm thank you for bringing us on today so mm-hmm. we can let parents and students know to give us a call about this. But what? we're open. Just have to be college, trade, or tech school bound, and junior and senior in high school in the fall. What about transportation? I mean, some of these youngsters might have difficulty getting around. Well, I'm glad you asked that question because one of the first things that special school district told us is that if we didn't have buses to get these kids, Mm -hmm. it would be difficult. But the model that we've set up is that the parents, the camp begins at 9 in the morning, but the students have to be there anywhere from 8.30 to 9. And they go to a different corporation every day. We're not like at a learning center. We actually take them onto the campus of these corporations so they can get up close and personal. The, stu- the parents drop them off in the morning and pick them up at 4 in the afternoon. And we've done this. Uh, we did this last summer, and we did a, a test run, a pilot project, and it worked. And the, students are, the parents are very eager to do this because it's a great opportunity for their sons and daughters to learn about really great possibilities for their careers. So we don't we're not worried about transportation um, so far mm-hmm. with, with that. Wait, Wade, you were, I'm assuming Centene was involved uh, last year as we well. We have been. What, what, what did you learn? Well, I think we, you always learn um, that there's more interest uh, than you expect before you start. And I think that, that Colleen and her team exceeded uh, the expectations as we started out uh, the gate with the program. But because you don't know how many people will show up or what the level of engagement or interest uh, will be. And you certainly don't know how your employees will respond uh, because it's really only an idea. And I think we found uh, really mutually beneficial um, um, opportunities uh, that it was great to, to meet. Uh, it's always wonderful to meet uh, people interested in, in, in our field or that we can talk about what we're mm-hmm. doing uh, and connect them with our employees. So as we look towards this summer, Certainly our exposure increased, our, our, our relationship is, is, is broader, we're going to more sites, and we're engaged in a, in a bigger way. So what we learned is that there are, are a lot of people out there that uh, are looking to be engaged in the workforce, 
and we want to get as many of those great people uh, in our organization as possible. So it's been it's been great to engage at this early level because so often uh, you don't get young people um, um, uh, to to know about the opportunities that will exist uh, down the line. Um, so they may go places that. Uh, they've heard of or that they advertise, um, but being able to talk to them about Centene, to talk about home state, to talk about what we do uh, is really helpful, uh, short-term and long-term. How many youngsters can you accommodate, uh, Colleen? We can do up to 20 students per camp, um, <clears throat> and um, I really would love to fill the camp, so we hope that people will call us about this. And, you know, um, there's there's – this is an opportunity for companies to really reach out to these kids and sell themselves, their their business model and the job opportunities and what a great place they are to work. Um, and, and it's going to be great for Centene because they do have people with significant disabilities working there. And when these people come in and talk to the students, they're such role models and such salespeople for why it's such a great place to work. Um, then you have companies like Monsanto where they'll do an activity and they take them on a tour. All these companies take the students on a tour and they feed them so they really warm mm-hmm. up to them. But uh, they are also have the opportunity to have some kind of an activity for these kids. So Monsanto, for example, um, had the kids extracting DNA from strawberries to try to get them interested in the ideas of, of a science uh, career. At Boeing, they were showing the students their computers, and they were driving. They had gears on that showed you taking off in a plane, Gear those gear things you put on your face. Virtual reality. You vir- yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Don. Virtual reality and computer things and 3D printers. So these companies get to really put their best foot forward and basically say, come work for me. But also, we want these children to dream big and um, – Really, really take advantage of this before you go to college, before you really know for a fact what you want to do. Seems a lot of emphasis on on the STEM, uh, if you will, science, technology, technology, engineering, and math, the STEM disciplines, which are such in demand today by corporations and not uh, not too many people out there to fill that demand. That's right. Yeah. Um, there, There is that. But there's also a really need, really a great need, and we learned this from our pilot project last year, his parents said, hey, not all of our kids are going to go into STEM or going to go into corporate America. What about trade and tech? Yeah. So that's why sure. we have the second week for those students um, to, to be getting involved. We have a caller here in, from St. Louis. Jennifer wants to join us with a good question. Go ahead, Jennifer. You're on the air. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if there are any scholarships available for this camp. Well, the camp fee is $375 for a week. And as I said, that's a really good fare because the companies help by feeding the students and the parents bring the students and pick them up. Um, but we, don't, we won't turn away any children who are eligible for this program for lack of ability to pay. Okay. All right. Thank uh, you. Jennifer, thank you for, for the call. Uh, I'm going to digress a little bit here because I want to get this question in. It's, uh, it's an email from uh, Madonna in Crestwood. She asks, have you found that the success of high-profile disabled people like Senator Tammy Duckworth, uh, double amputee, of course, mm-hmm. have lent a sense of reality to the message that disabled people can succeed at anything they put their minds to? Let, let me start with you on that, Wade Riggs. Oh, sure. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's a great question yeah. um, because I, I, certainly it's about awareness. And I think there are those of us who, who, again, as I've said, had experience, but those that don't. So to have someone like 
uh, Senator Duckworth, among many, many others. And I think you alluded to earlier, there are people who have a variety of disabilities, some that are visible, uh, some that are not. And every time someone uh, who has been able to achieve prominence or on their path to prominence uh, discloses uh, that they have a disability, I think it, it provides a benefit uh, at large, not just to, to corporations that are committed to being inclusive uh, when it comes to our employees, ensuring people know they can come and work for us mm-hmm. and have great success, but also for people uh, in the greater community uh, that have not had that direct exposure or not worked in a place uh, like ours or haven't interacted with uh, a U.S. senator um, as prominent as Senator Duckworth. And, Colleen, for the disabled people themselves, to see someone who can accomplish and reach such uh, such uh, impressive heights, if you will, in spite of the disability. The whole disability <clears throat> rights movement is really based on a peer model. And this program, the Dream Big program, is run by people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. I have a disability. I'll mm-hmm. be with these kids both both mm-hmm. weeks during this camp. But our staff, um, the, the, the two leaders on this program, uh, Dream Big program. One has a high-level spinal cord injury and uses a power chair. The other young woman who's coming in to run this is has muscular dystrophy. The students. So, and all of the team that's going to be working with the kids from the Starkloff Disability Institute will be people with disabilities. All role models for these kids. But I want to point out that this is a very cross-disability program. We have had in the past. We've had students with hearing loss, with vision loss. Um, who are, who are blind and who are deaf, both low vision, hard of hearing, blind, deaf, people who use wheelchairs, people with Usher syndrome. We've had kids with Asperger's, which, which is on the spectrum. We've had kids with, we've got some students this year with cerebral palsy. All, the, the only requirement is that you can go to college or trade or tech school and that you're going to be a junior or senior in high school in the summer, although we do have two college students <laughs> that are coming. It's also my impression that you're help, helping these youngsters in, in practical matters, too, with regard to internships, uh, the possibility there, I, I think, how to fill out applications and how to do some of the basic stuff that they might not have been exposed to. So the first part of the day is spent learning from the companies about who they are and how much they want these young people to work for them. The second part of the day is focused on living with your disability, planning for your future, setting goals for yourself, your own independence, how, to, how you know financial literacy, how, how prepared are you to where are you going to live after high school, where are you going to live after college, and what's it going to cost you to live with your disability. All the things that focus on futures planning, we handle, our staff handles that with these kids, and also focuses on disability pride and who are you. Do you disclose your disability? Do you let other people's attitudes toward you get in your way? Don't do that. Yeah. You're not a second-class citizen. You're, you're who you are, and you're valuable. We, we only have a minute left. Where are we in this whole disability world? Uh, you mentioned earlier on that we have made some progress, but in, in a few seconds, can you tell me that uh, we're moving along quickly or not? I think now the pace is picking up. We now have corporate partners like Centene and Nestle Purina Pet Care and the companies that um, really care about this diversity and inclusion effort and the fact that we have the OFCCP requirements from the Department of Labor, we're moving on a cl- at a fast clip, and more and more young students are going to college, trade, and tech schools. 
And I will say for the supported employment, a lot of folks with intellectual disabilities are getting into the workforce. We're on our way. Right. We're on our way. That, that is good to hear. We have to end it there. I'll remind uh, listeners that they get more information on the camp at our website at stlpublicradio.org. So Colleen Starkloff, I want to thank you so much for being with us and telling us about this camp. And Wade Rakes, thank you for being with us and t- talking about Centene's involvement. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio 90.7 KWMU. 